Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, most sacred listeners. And welcome to the National Treasures Podcast. The wonderful, beautiful, relaxing, soothing, delicious side of the internet where two comedians, Laura Lex and Will Duggan, talk about stuff based on days out. Mm. Hooray. Hooray. Hello, Will Duggan. How are you? Hi. A very public radio jazz intro there. Oh, and the dog ruined it immediately. Oh, yeah. Okay. There was some professionalism, and then little Squit started barking. Mackie, can you stop, please? I don't know what's up with her. She's been really barky for the last day. Oh, well, there you go. You're listening to a podcast with some dog barking now. That's nice for you, isn't it? Um, yeah. How are you, Will? Are you all right? I'm good. Um, I've been a little under the weather the last couple of days, mm. but that has... I've been editing a lot of your sniffing out of our Years and Years episodes. Yeah. Apologies, I've not been well. <laughs> um, but I will say <laughs> that I am coming through it now quite well. I feel good. Hurrah! Um, Daisy helped yesterday by doing a big five-hour sleep in one go, which was great. Um, oh yeah, that's what you want. So yeah, and it's a beautiful sunny day in Brighton. And despite the amount of work that I have, when we've done this record, before I tackle said work, Becca and I are going to take the buggy out for the first time ever and go for a walk along the front with the bear bear. Ah, like sort of Victorian um, promenaders. Yeah, so we'll do that. I'm gonna... Can you get Becca to wear a floor-length gown, please, or you wear one and just sort of really indulge? Um, I'd like you to know, Laura, that I was going to wear a floor-length gown anyway, so if anyone sees me, that was, it was my choice, not Laura's. Yes, OK. Do you know, I had one of my most Laura moments ever last night. Go on. So I, I got back in from work and I'm shattered at the moment. I'm doing way too much stuff. And, uh, and I said to Tom, like, oh, let's watch a film or something. I just need to zone out for a little bit. And then we did that thing, you know, we spend an hour trying to choose something to watch. And then, like, instead of just watching the sort of thing I wanted to watch, which was just like a chill out thing, we, we started watching everything, everywhere, all at um, once. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and I got about half an hour into it and I was like, this is good but I've got no idea what's going on. Sure. <laughs> and I said to Tom, I was like, I just can't cope with this because I, 
I find films like that really difficult. But if they're not linear, my brain just can't follow them. Okay. I'm like, which bits are real? What's this a metaphor for? I need to know all of this information a little bit earlier. So I went to bed and he was like, I think this might be the most brilliant thing I've ever seen. I'm going to stay up. And so I went to bed going, uh, no, this film is indecipherable. And then woke up to it having won every Oscar under the sun. Yeah. Which I thought, yeah, that really sums <laughs> up my cultural finger on the pulse. Well, um, I did a very Will Duggan thing last night in that I had a dream that I only realised was a dream about a minute before we started this Zoom. I had a dream in which I was named as one of the ten most um, exciting up-and-coming comedians in the world in Time magazine. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, I'll probably use that in my, like, sort of emails to clubs and agents and the like. And then just as you were joining this Zoom, I was like, I've not been called that at all. I, I, uh... (laughs) That was sadly a dream. That was just me. I hate that. Unconscious. I have a distinct memory from primary school. My primary school had some little steps, like three or four steps maybe, down to the infant's playground. And I remember standing at the top of those stairs and thinking, I could just fly down these because, oh my God, yeah, I know how to fly, don't I? And then it was the first time in my life of going, no, I think that was a dream. But having a real moment of going, oh, why haven't I been flying down these? It's It's heartbreaking. When you realise that, yeah, you, devastating. I, when I was about sixteen, was in a real like malaise for like two or three days because I watched an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer where she, I think like she has to, she sacrifices herself for her sister. Um, oh, whole, when she jumps into that ball of light thing, exactly. She's that. the key. She's the key. Exactly. Dawn's the key. Exactly. Yeah, something like that. And I remember yeah. being like watching that. I went to an orchestra rehearsal, because I'm keeping it real. And I was in a real, <laughs> like, malaise, because I realised that I was never going to be that important. <laughs> <laughs> and that was... You could save your sister from something. Yeah, but I couldn't save humanity by giving the ultimate... Sac- like, at best, you know... I'll do something nice for someone. And I know, you know, as you do to the least of them. I love that your response to that malaise was just like, I'm not going to try and become a world-saving chemist or scientist. Um, Fuck it. No, I'll never be as important as Buffy. I might as well be a a comedian. I nearly call you a chlamydian then. It's (laughs) symptomless. Which is sort of what most comedians are at the end of the Edinburgh Festival. Honestly, like my fucking career, symptomless and doesn't affect that many people. (laughs) <laughs> Easily avoided. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't know who infected you. Um, oh, William Duggan, it's nice to see you anyway. I still haven't seen you in person for what feels like a million years. Yeah, it has been a long time. But it's nice to... I just... Oh, everything chaos. Um, you had a little house drop in yesterday, Everything chaos all the time. I did, yeah. I sort of wanted... Um, I just haven't seen any of our friends for months and months and months and it's not looking like happening anytime soon. So, yes, I ha- well, I had said, let's all just go out for brunch and then a couple of people were like, look, I've got no money and stuff. So I said, well, look, come to mine then. Why don't we have brunch at mine? Forgetting that that would mean I'd have to clean the house. But now I'm in a nice sparkling clean house so that's worked out well. I saw my friends and got prompted to actually vacuum some stuff. Well, we were going to come but... um Saturday night, Daisy did not sleep, 
and Will was not a good father because he was feeling so unwell that he got home from his gig and uh, essentially took a double hit of night nurse and just went to bed. I think that's fair. Yeah. Poor Becca. Um, Poor Becca. But today, as I say, we're going for a promenade. We have a nice time. I might buy a crab sandwich. I'm going to Ipswich today. For a gig? Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, I've just done a lot of driving lately. And for some reason, my car has started making my back hurt. Like, my back's fine all the time. And then about half an hour into driving, one side of it just is agony. And I think I hadn't done any, like, long, long gig drives for a while. I, I Because we're doing the European tours and bits and bobs and then, you know, just shorter things or train journeys. So these sudden, like, I've done quite a lot of driving this weekend and my back's going, oh, babes, oh, you can't be doing this anymore. You're not as young as you used to be, Laura. No, no. Anyway. Um, anyway. Will, listen, I don't think the listeners will have heard the Esther chat yet at this point because your internet is well, garbage. Well, it's not and... my internet. I think it might not be my internet. I think my internet is famously, Ooh. historically bad, but it's the file. I've done something to the Zoom file. so. But can you not? But you couldn't even transfer the file to me, though? No, because when I try and upload it to something, it's like, you can't send this file to people. Uh. Yeah, it's not that it's not... so. One of the a few negatives living in Brighton is the fibre optic internet isn't great, particularly the closer you get to the sea. It's like a so my internet's a lot slower than it's been in other places I've lived. But when I try and upload it, it's like, oh, we can't attach this. Whereas normally it just takes forever and then does it. So yeah, I don't know. We'll keep trying. Um, the Esther chat will come at some point. I saw Esther last night. Did you say that a lovely chat? Yeah, we had a lovely chat, and um, she's just the most delightful person in the world, isn't she? She's delightful. She's a really great person, yeah. I really, really like her. I've got a lot of time for Esther Benito. Um, so hopefully you'll get a chat with her. But but your internet hasn't. <laughs> yeah, the internet's dog shit. Um, so we're going to go straight into the deep dives, circumventing the chat with Esther. Um, and it's me first, isn't it, Laura? Uh, sure is, yeah. Um, and we put the poll out, um, because actually the subjects all came from our trip to Canvey Island. So the poll's gone out, and uh, in the lead was... The Pina Colada song. The Pina Colada song. Had quite a few well, votes on Instagram, as well as in the Twitter poll. So yeah, I yeah. So, I mean, firstly, most importantly, Laura... Did you know the Polina Colada song isn't the actually Polina called... Colada song? Yeah, the, the Polina Colada. Polina Canunala. It isn't even called the Pina Colada song. No, it's called Escape. It's called Escape, and it's by a guy called Robert Holmes. So let's, I thought, go first into Robert Holmes. Okay. So, firstly, I think it's worth. Where do you think he's from? Canada. He's from Cheshire, from Northwich. Really? Yeah, but he um, moved to America. So his family are Americans. His father was in the United States Army. So he was stationed in Northwich in 1947, post-World War II, when he was born. Um, mm. His real name, could you even believe, is not Rupert Holmes. Rupert Holmes is a stage name. I thought you said Robert. No, Rupert. 
Oh. Um, his but re- I was so ready to believe that his name wasn't Rupert Holmes because I thought you'd said Robert. So like, <laughs> yeah, that, that scans with all of the information I've been given so far. No, Rupert Holmes. <laughs> okay. But his real name is David Goldstein. Oh no! Was he was so? Did he change it? Sort of fearing persecution for being Jewish. Well, it doesn't really say. Like his father, Leonard Goldstein, and that's like a very Jewish name, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, and his mother, Gwendolyn Mary uh, Goldstein, Napier. Uh, she was English. So right. Uh, they met during the Second World War. The parents and moved back to America. Ah, oh, she bagged herself a GI. Yep. She, she bagged herself a GI. She, that was the dream, wasn't yeah. it? Good old Leonard. He was overpaid, oversexed and over here. That's what he was. <laughs> and if it hadn't been for that overpayment, oversexment and overworkment, then we wouldn't have... That wasn't the tune, was it? No. Oh, barely the Get words. caught in the rain. <laughs> I'd say that was the opposite of the song Escape. <laughs> Um, I'm very tired, Will. Shut up. <laughs> a very musical family, Laura. Uh, Mine? So, no, well, no, God, no. Uh, <laughs> Rupert Holmes is the Goldstein. Right, okay. So he's, yeah. um, he, like, he was a very musical guy. Like, he went to the Manhattan School of Music where he majored in clarinet. Oh, no, and now he's most famous for this song. I know, right? Uh, oh. And his brother is um, a baritone in the New York Gilbert and Sullivan Players. So very. And what's the difference between a baritone and a lawyer? Uh, A baritone is a singing range and a lawyer is a legal advocate. I wanted you to say makes coffee in Starbucks. (laughs) Really good. Yeah, really good. (laughs) Between us, we've got all the pieces for a joke. It's kind of like a DIY joke kit, this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we will, in an overtired way, supply some information and you guys can see what we're getting at, right? Yeah. Happy birthday. It, I, I love uh, piece it together jokes. I think we've spoken in the past about like uh, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip when he goes, Yeah. You could do it with someone else, someone better. I don't want to do it with someone else. The joke is, I don't want to do it with someone better. I know what the joke is. Anyway. <laughs> um, so at 22. We're going to go to the, the, the life of the guy first, because to draw an episode out of a one-hit wonder was a bit of a task, but I've, <laughs> I've, I've made it happen. Anyway, at the age of 22, he married his childhood sweetheart, Elizabeth Dreyfus, who was Lovely. an attorney. Any connection to the Richard Dreyfus no, of this world? Different spelling. Okay. Well, there's a connection in that their surnames are homophones. Um, ah. They got married in 19... 19- well, that's not fair. You should be more accepting of different lifestyles <laughs> these days. Uh, I've got a friend who's lactose intolerant, but I think all milk is acceptable. Um, dad jokes from me these days. Uh, <laughs> He's going promenading. He's going promenading. Mackie, give it a rest. But Why is my dog such a bag of air? They got married in 1969 and are still married. I'm sorry, I've so lost the thread of Dreyfus and Holmes. Yeah, got married. Rupert, Robert. Rupert Holmes married his wife, Elizabeth Dreyfus, in 1969. They're still married. Despite him writing this, like, cheaty, cheaty, cheaty song. Ain't it right? Uh, Right. Three children, um, a daughter who died uh, at age of 10 from an undiagnosed brain tumour, two sons, Nick, a filmmaker, and then it just says, and Timothy, who is autistic. (laughs) Okay. 
Oh. So, a musician. Now, my God, what's wrong with your dog? I don't know. Do you want to go and deal with her? I'll wait. I don't even know. Yeah, I'll try. I don't know what I can do with her. is it's on windy days trees and hedges blowing because we live quite in the country so trees and hedges blowing I think she thinks they're people going past she catches them through the front door like the glass in the front door and she thinks it's people and then she just barks a lot on windy days I got you I just explained is to her though that I do podcasts for a living and so I know I heard you shout at her <laughs> be quiet uh, I don't know how the edit will be, but in case it's gone, <laughs> Laura took her headphones off and just screamed, Mackery, you know how I make podcasts for a living! <laughs> I do expect her to understand the nuances of um, gig economy work life. Yeah, you've got to understand, we're self-employed, Mackie. There's very little safety net for people like us. Yeah. When we say we're going to record something, we have to. It might never get uploaded, but we will have recorded it. Oh, we'll make the content. Will we release the content? Who knows? Fucking Honestly. But that is, it's one of the big unwritten rules of podcasting. You, honestly, you want to ask uh, Ed Gamble and James Acaster yeah. the amount of episodes of Off Men they don't even release. They've done one with the Pope, the Dalai Lama, Lord Lucan, Tupac, but they just don't release them. It's part of the malaise. Stop saying malaise. Do you know what? I um, had a really heartwarming moment on Saturday. I was on the radio, on Times Radio, and they were asking about um, Boris Johnson having made Stanley Johnson a knight or putting him forward on the honours list, you know. And I sort of said, like, I just don't get how everyone's surprised. Like, our entire ruling class is made up of nepotism and, oh, go on then, and you have that, and she's my cousin, and that's just the way it is. And I said, like, oh, next you'll be telling me the king's only the king because of who his mum was. Like... You just can't ask me to be disappointed or surprised mm. at this anymore. Got absolutely no blowback for criticising the monarchy or saying I didn't think there should or be a monarchy. Times Radio as well. Yeah, right. And then three seconds later, we were talking about Eurovision. And I said one of my favourite things about Eurovision is that in recent years, it's not really a career maker, but yet people still go all out for it, you know? Oh, yeah. my God, the amount of abuse I got for that. <laughs> And I was like, I love, wow. I love this country. I'm back in. Every time I think I'm out, they drag me back in. Yes. The great British public have got their... They've picked their battles on yeah. and they've gone for Eurovision. I was listening to uh, the radio on, I think it was Friday, and the girl who's the, the UK entry for uh, Eurovision... May Muller. She's the little girl in the green dress in the Mika video for Grace Kelly. Ah... And they had a little uh, video message from Mika for her, and it was lovely. Oh, that's heartwarming. Yeah, I think the song's anyway. all right. I'm not like... I don't think it would win or anything, but I thought it was a nice little bop. I'd listen to it. It's no bloody Sam Ryder, is it? It's not, no. And, and like, I get that the lyrics are sort of cheeky and quite fun, but I don't think they stand out enough. You don't want the lyrics to be cheeky and fun. You want the song to be cheeky and fun yeah. for Eurovision because it's yeah, totally. it's got to stand out on a one listen to people who are listening in a second language but I wonder if it's political as well because we don't want to win this year because obviously we didn't win last year but we did win like you know like that kind yeah. of 
bloody Putin taking one of the worst things he's done recently, robbing us of our Eurovision win. But like, if we, we don't want to win again, because I host it again. Yeah, but I think we probably would take that because we haven't really got anything else going on as a country. Yeah, we have. Have we? We've got no trains. Yeah. We've got no space for anybody. We, we've got um, no tomatoes. That bloke that shit himself at the World Cup's brought down the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> Um, have you seen the highlights of the GB News match oh. of the day spin-off? Fuck me, it's funny. Like, those guys are... At one point, Mark Dolan, uh So they, they talk about the Brighton match, and someone says, uh, oh, of course, uh, Gary Nicker would probably like it in Brighton. Brighton yeah. has lots of uh, rainbow flags and he says, something. But he says rainbow flags and white people. Which is just like... Does he? If you haven't even got... What does that punchline even mean? And but then Matt Dolan people, says... But what? Matt Dolan says... He literally says the tofu-eating wokarati. Like, uh. fucking hell, Mark. Anyway, this fucking song. We've got an episode to do, Laura. Come on. Yeah, so, sorry. So, for those who don't know the story, Escape by Rupert Holmes, it's a story in three verses and three choruses about a man who becomes bored of his stagnant relationship, there's routine, and he wants variety. He finds a personal ad in a newspaper and sees one that catches attention. It's a woman seeking a man who must like, amongst other things, pina coladas, hence the pina colada song, and having walks in the rain. He's like, yeah, okay, I like those things, actually, and I want some spice. They arrange to meet at a bar called O'Malley's, and when he gets there, you can't believe it, it's only his bloody wife that he's arranged to meet. The song, despite being full of awful, awful break-up, you clearly don't like each other <laughs> notes, it ends on a happy note, then being like, oh, we are in common, let's fall back in love once again, OK? That is the story of the song. Now, I actually hadn't realised before I did the research, I did think it was him that took the ad out. But it's his wife that took the ad out. Yeah, he responds to it. Yeah, I thought it was... So, because I've, I've always been like, why is this woman staying with him when he's there, like, shagging on other people? But it's her that's the instigator. But he's looking mm. at them. Oh, Of course no it's winner. going to be her. The woman's always the instigator of everything, isn't she? Men wouldn't organise themselves out of a cardboard button box. What's a cardboard button box? Um... It's a box made of cardboard that you keep buttons in, or it's a box that you keep cardboard buttons in. I see. Um, I was doing some different, like, men are different and women are different comedy there. Men do this, but women do that, and that is a career. And they are Um, different things. How do they even survive? They're like Um, the cats and dogs of humans. Yeah, they are, actually. Wow. Write this down. (laughs) Um, So anyway Guess what right It's from Holmes' album Partners in Crime Okay Mm, And the crime is adultery Now bear in mind right That he um, Is kind of known only for this song To the wider public I'm sure there are fans of Rupert Holmes out there Who are like he's a bloody great guy He went to the Metropolitan London School of Musical Art well, it's from his album, Partners in Crime. It's his fifth album. Wow. And he only had three top ten hits in his career, old Rupert Holmes. You can't say or... only, Will. We haven't even had one between us. I have. You've had a top ten hit? Mm. 
I think you're lying. Oh, yeah, fair enough. I can't, I, I can't carry on. Uh, but yes, we had three three top ten hits. Uh, Answering Machine, Escape, Pina Carlos song, and him. All on this album. Okay. Oh. Now, this is the bit that I loved, Laura. You know when people, particularly actors, people in the arts, will often give, they try and make it a bit more serious than it is. Um, you know, like... You, you, how did you get in the role of Captain America, Chris Evans? Well, I sat down and looked at the millions of dollars and I thought, yeah, I can pretend to be the all-American hero. That won't cut it. We're like, to get in the mindset of the character, I thought, God, Steve's been through so much. All that kind of thing where they overplay the importance of what they do. So apparently the original lyrics were not, if you like pina coladas, it was, if you like Humphrey Bogart. Oh, it's less catchy. And he said, that's quite a long quote, this. It's so funny. This is like, basically, it's, it, it, it's mad. Now, of course, the original lyric said, if you like Humphrey Bogart and getting caught in the rain. And I was getting on mic, I thought to myself, I've done so many movie references to Bogart and widescreen cinema on my earlier albums. Maybe I shouldn't do one here. I thought, what can I substitute? Well, this woman wants an escape. Like, she wants to go on vacation to the islands. And when you go on vacation to the islands, you sit on the beach. And if someone asked if you want to drink, you'd never order a Budweiser. You just wouldn't have a beer. You're on vacation. You want a drink in a hollowed-out pineapple. You want the flags of all nations and a parasol. And if the drink is blue, you'd be very happy. And a long straw. (laughs) And I thought, what are these drinks? What are these escape drinks? Let me see. There's daiquiri. There's Mai Tai. There's pina colada. I wonder what a pina colada tastes like. I've never even had one. And then I thought, if instead of singing If You Like Humphrey Bogart, with the emphasis on like, I could start a syllable earlier and go, if you like pina Colada, and thus the song was born. Like, what the fuck are you on about? <laughs> so it would have been if you like if Humphrey you like Bo- Humphrey no, Bogart. No, no, it would have been if you like Humphrey Bogart. So the hump yes. would come back. If you like Humphrey Bogart. Yeah, if you like Pina Colada. But he'd never actually had one at that point. Well, check this out. In an interview in 2019, Laura, this is going to blow your mind, Rupert Holmes said he has still <gasps> never had a pina colada. That's, this is a scoop. This is a scoop, Will. Who else you is bringing one. this content in 2023? I know, right? A one-hit wonder from 43 years ago, <laughs> referencing <laughs> an interview from four years ago about a man that, frankly, no one has thought about since 1979. Wow. You heard it here first, yep. Rupert Holmes does not drink pina colada. Now, I'm with old Rupi Rupi Home Holmes here because I've never... Well, I think I have had one, but I didn't like it. It's too sweet for me. Um, so I'm with him. But what a wild moment of lack of commitment to the bit to just change it as you're approaching the microphone. Sure. Sure. Also, if you I like don't margaritas, mm, that could have worked. If you like anonymous sex, <laughs> but like it's an absolute like it's done so well. Like it's 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 certified platinum in the UK and in America, it's gold, a million units. Like it's absolutely incredible. It's gold more than platinum. Um, according to this, yeah. I always thought platinum was the top metal. <laughs> Um, I think gold's the top metal, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, maybe. So there we go, Laura. That is essentially everything there is to know about the song 
Escape. And now, a rendition of it, played on the spoons. I was tired of my baby, had the last in bed. <laughs> I was tired of my baby is the most like subconscious tired new dad coming out in podcasting I've ever heard. What are the lyrics? Isn't that it? I, I was tired of my lady. Yeah. We've been together too long. Like a worn out recording of a favourite song. So while she lie there sleeping, I read the paper in bed. And in the personal columns, there was this letter I read. If you like pina coladas, get caught into in the rain. If you're not into yoga, immediately right. Actually, let's go through these lyrics. Yeah, because she's lying there in bed. So she, the duplicitous cowbag, has written this thing and then drifted straight off to sleep. It's not keeping her awake at night that she's advertising for Newcock. She's just Sparko. And then he... She like here's the thing. She knows what paper she's put that personal ad in, and she's happy for it to just be there in the house. She's happy for him to pick it up and read it. Also, who reads the paper at night? Yeah, that's... Could be the morning. Well, I guess I do doom scroll quite a lot before bed. But here's the thing that she's looking for, okay? So if you like pina coladas, fine. Most people. Must have sweet tooth. And getting caught in the rain. Sure, bit of fun. And then immediately she goes negative if you're not into yoga. What's wrong with yoga? Oh, I'm not into yoga. If you have half a brain... No thickos. If you are making love at midnight. It's very specific, in the that, isn't it? On the cape. Also, sex in sand. Not Gritty. fun. No. Also, at midnight, that's not going to be warm. Also, Basically, I think it, what this woman wants more than a new partner is to just go on holiday. Yeah, she wants a, she wants a mini break. Yeah. She wants to go to Turks and Caicos. She just wants more Bay just for three nights. But I would say... It is quite sad. She's not looking for a fling because she says then, I'm the love that you've looked for. Write to me and escape. So anyway, then he says, love. I, I didn't think about my lady. I know there's it always, sounds... There's always a red flag when a man refers to his partner as my lady. Like, yeah. no. And Well, he knows that sounds kind of mean. It sounds really mean. But me and my old lady. Stop calling her your lady. <laughs> What are you, a tramp? Into the same dull routine. Then change the routine before you change the lady. So I wrote to the paper, <laughs> took out a personal ad. And though I'm nobody's poet, I thought it wasn't half so bad. He doesn't, dun, 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 so the paper dun, dun, dun. doesn't provide a service whereby you can, you know, write to them and say, oh, re-letter 24689, um... Can I have their details to start? You just have to post another one and hope your one gets published. Yeah, pretty much. And here is his reply that he says, despite not being a poet, he thinks it isn't half bad. Yes, I like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. He's just repeating her lyrics. I'm not that much into health food. I am into champagne. So does that suggest he thinks that yoga is a food? Is he confused yoga with yoghurt? Or maybe he's like, he's really just all gone together and been like, well, if you like yoga, you're probably like granola. Oh, yeah. The tofu-eating wokerati. Yeah. 
I've got to beat you by tomorrow noon and cut through all this red tape. The pair of them, another like that they share is things happening at 12 on the dot. Yeah, <laughs> oh, fuck at midnight and meet at noon. That's it. Those are the times. people. At a bar called O'Malley's where we'll plan our escape. Now, O'Malley's is an incredibly generic name. How's it going to be the same one? So anyway, immediately, Laura, the affair is set up. So I waited with high hopes as she walked in the place. I knew her smile in an instant. I knew the curve of her face. Yeah, it's your wife you thought of. <laughs> it was my own lovely lady. Ugh, there it is again. And this is going to break your heart. Up. And she said, oh, it's you. <laughs> I, the left. thing is, though, if that was me, if I'd set up an affair and then I walked into the bar where I was meant to meet them and Tom was there, I wouldn't assume he was the one that had written to me. Yeah. I'd assume he'd clocked what I was up to and busted me and I'd just leg it back out. I would be sitting down like, oh, babes, do you like pina colada? I never knew. I'd be like, oh, fuck, have you killed the man I was here to meet? What's happened? Yeah. Right. One thing's happened here. My, my cuckold of a husband is furious. <laughs> or... There's been a terrible Shakespearean mix-up. Yeah. Anyway, then we laughed for a moment and I said, I never knew that you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. This this will make sad. So he never knew that she liked the feel of the ocean and the taste of champagne. Who doesn't like those things? Yeah, that's wild. How can you... What do I, I like? I just assumed uh, you'd hate it, babes. What, champagne? You don't seem like a champagne girl to me. If you like making love at midnight In the dunes on the Cape You're the lady that I've looked for Come with me and escape And then they just repeat it again. And then they went on holiday, you'd hope? Um, well, no, then you'd hope... They got counselling. That they, yeah, they, they'd go to... What's it called? Relate. Relate, yeah. They'd yeah. go to Relate. And then they'd break up, and there we go. So there you go, the Pina Colada song, a tale of treachery, deceit, and ultimately settling. Yeah, wild. And the whole thing could have been about Budweiser <laughs> if he hadn't well, had that extra thought process. Laura, you would never order a Budweiser. You want a hollowed-up pineapple. And the, the line that gets to me always is, if the drink is blue, you'd be very happy. Yeah. Pina Coladas, <laughs> are Pina Coladas blue? I thought they were like no, yellowy they're orange. White. Yeah, they're, they're white. white. They are white, yeah. Pineapple, coconut milk and rum. Yeah. yeah they're sort of a, if like it's a, blue, I'd be suspicious. Yeah, and I, I like a blue drink. Give me a blue Caracal. Give me a blue WKD, mate, and I will strawpedo that during my affair. WKD. Uh, anyway, Laura, that's it. There's your deep dive on that song. I loved it, Will. Thank you very much. Um, genuinely, there's some factoids in there that I will eat out on for the rest of my life. Great. So thank you very much. And for all your delicious singing. Thank you so much. Um, we'll um, be back next week where in our final deep dive, because after these deep dives, we are switching the format yet again uh, to accommodate the National Treasures podcast's um, ch- changing needs. We will be doing years and years every two weeks out of every month, unless you're a patron and then you get one every week. Um, so next week, oh, we'll be doing the Great Flood of 1953. So, yeah, just also like for the patrons as well, um, there will still be the occasional your live stream 
a day out, etc. But they'll be few and far between, uh, just because we love you. Um, but we're hoping that by minimising, not minimising, drawing back what we do, we can do it better to a higher standard and give you the thing that you deserve the most. Agreed? Yeah. Agreed. So we'll see you next week, and uh, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.